0: No, no,
1: this (laughs) is
0: a crime show.
2: (laughs) Uh, We might get sued for that, but...
0: Nah, it was so short, they'll never even know. This
1: is a crime show where we commit crimes with each other.
0: And welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm Paul. I'm your dungeon master. Your friend, your pal, and possibly your worst enemy. Oh, worst
2: that's the best in you ever seen.
0: And I'm Joe. And I'm joined today by four friends of mine. Four and a half. Who's the half? Uh, Ezra's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Got him. Go Surprise. ahead.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: I'm Jeffrey.
0: And?
1: And I play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yes, well,
3: yes. What character oh do you Oh, my play? gosh.
0: <laughs> I play Kjorg. Georg the people's champion.
2: I'm Felicia, and I play Mogert Stonefire.
0: I'm Joe. I mean, oh I'm God. Zach, and I play Chris. Also known as Keeps Rocks
4: in Socks. Chris P. Bacon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what is the name of God?
4: i'm ezra and i play balrick night rain very
0: good well, we are so excited to continue our season four adventure i'm not maybe our players will eventually make it to Dimmerhold. but before we get to that a couple of things up front we are back in business and so we are reading five star reviews if you want to leave us one we will read it live on the air All five-star reviews that we receive will eventually be read. I
1: just chugged an espresso coffee.
0: And since we read Oryx the Taken King's review last week, we are going to follow that up with a review from Fabulous Dalek,
2: No. who (laughs) who may or may not
0: have been mentioned uh, in that review.
2: Fabulous! This one
0: is entitled The Spiciest. Spicy! This is the spiciest podcast to ever spice. I was waiting until I caught up to leave my five-star review, but I loved everything so much Mm. that it was hard to resist. So spicy. This is an amazing podcast. The character development, arcs, and role play make the story so compelling and real that I feel like I'm listening to an audiobook or TV show. Meanwhile, the player banter makes me feel like I'm sitting around goofing off with my friends. I got my fiancé into the show, and now we reference it together all the time. And I mean all the time.
2: That's amazing. We're
0: working on converting our other friends so they can experience the magic as well. I'd planned on making a joke about the hiatus after season three being like waiting for Sherlock. But as soon as I finished, y'all announced 3.5. Hi, Jeffrey. And also everyone else, because you're all great. Hi.
1: We're all great.
0: Thank you, Fabulous Dalek. Thank you for supporting the show. But I'm
1: the greatest. No. Thank you for introducing
0: your fiancé to the show and for introducing all your friends. And we know uh, that they will also love us because if they don't, we will cry.
4: (laughs) I thought you were going to say hunt them down or something. I don't know.
1: And you're going to need some heartburn medicine for this season because it's coming in extra spicy. Super spice.
0: Speaking of spice, uh, I should mention, a lot of the sound effects we use come from BattleBards.com.
1: Spicy!
0: If you'd like to spice up your table, go to BattleBards.com. They have spice. Spicy. I'm going to roll a giant blue D20. <laughs> We're talking about extra hot. It rocked. I swear it rocked on that 20. <clears throat> yeah. It rocked on a 20 and then bounced back on a three.
2: 3 Three.
0: Let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. Last time, Kjorg, along with Juniper, began the last stretch of their journey north toward Dimmerhold. As they were heading north, though, a huge storm struck, a blizzard, a whiteout, and they were traveling very slowly. And just when they thought they might have to seek shelter, they heard a sound, the sound of wolves howling on the wind. And then we cut to a new character from Season 4, Chris, also known as Keeps Rocks in Socks, traveling up from a hidden tunnel deep beneath the surface near Dimmerhold. He, along with Zalbar and Zinx, his two traveling companions, made their way out the tunnel and into a blizzard, but they did not make it very far at all before the howling manifested as attacking wolves. Luckily for them, Kyorg and Juniper happened to be nearby, and soon Kyorg, Juniper, Chris, Zalbar, and Zinx all fought their way through this pack of wolves, reigning victorious, and Kyorg came out with a brand new solid white, maybe a little blood on it, wolf pelt. Mogert. You've been traveling a long time, Mogert. You've been trying to push these first few days, push as hard as you can to make as much time as you can uh, riding your large Mastiff Smokey when you have the chance and he is able, but he has started to get tired as well, but you've made really good time. When you set out, uh, you were concerned maybe that your parents or your family would try to stop you right Mm -hmm. catch up to you stop you bring you back home so you have pushed as hard as you can to get to Dimmerhold as quickly as possible and now you are in the glimmerdale forest and it's very cold you have traveled through most of the previous night and now it is early morning you rested just a few hours just a few hours of fitful sleep and you woke up nervous you know you've got a lot of sort of emotions going on right now you know Makes it kind of hard to sleep.
2: Yes, I've got a lot of emotions going on. A lot of
0: emotions going on, maybe?
2: Why are you
0: Some emotions? Maybe you got. You think you have some emotions going on, maybe?
2: Yes, there's a lot of emotions. She just left home. I mean, she isn't uh, isn't usually traveling alone.
0: No. A lot going on for her. A lot of new stuff, new territory. Uh, but as you are traveling and as you're making good time, you have reached the Glimmerdale Forest. It's very cold. And while you packed for the trip, you didn't necessarily pack everything that you needed. You don't have a tent. Uh, you've got a few, just a couple of pelts, and a, like one pelt and a good cloak. Thankfully, you brought Smokey with you. He's helped to keep you warm in these very, very cold nights. Um, but it's the morning. The sun has risen. And as you are walking, you are exhausted. You're so tired. Probably developed a little bit of self-doubt, maybe, you know, based on how hard things are going, like, did I make a mistake?
2: Definitely.
0: But you just keep pushing forward, you know, it's like, I, you know, I've come this far, I've done this, you just keep pushing forward, you just keep going, and you're just like, if I can just make it there, then everything will be fine, I just need to make it there. So, you are traveling, it's daytime, the sun has come up, you've traveled, like I said, you, you've walked through most of the night, and a lot of the morning, and the wind is blowing. It is very cold uh, as the sun has risen, and you're you're shivering. You've got your um, your cloak tied around you really well, but you've got those sleeveless arms. Yes. Got those arms bare. Uh, the sun has risen. The snow is getting thicker though. You've seen a lot of snow. You've not seen a lot of snow in your time. You've been around it some, but not much. You grew up in the in the south drylands, and so. You're used to hot weather, hot, dry weather, and now being in this area, this place, it's, it's different. It's an adjustment. And the day is wearing on you, and Smokey, he walks alongside you, and he kind of nuzzles for you to put your arm on him, and he's kind of helping bear some of the weight, you know? Mm-hmm. You've seen a few folks on the road here and there, mm-hmm. travelers, people going north, a few going south, but you've seen a lot of people pass you by going north, and you've not really interacted with them much, but you have seen some folks And you haven't seen anyone yet today. No one through the night. No one this morning. And the snow is starting to fall harder. It's becoming more and more difficult for you to see well. Um, And Smokey is tired also. You guys are walking. Why don't you roll me a perception check?
3: I
2: will roll you a perception check. Okay. So that's 11. Plus your perception? Yes. 4 plus 4? Yes.
0: Okay, so so 15. 15. All right, I need you to roll it again. Okay. Because you have disadvantage.
2: Oh, great. So that's a 10 plus 4, so 14.
0: Okay, well, that's actually not terrible. Uh, It's not great, but it's not terrible. You're walking along, and and like I said, you're tired. You're kind of... Are you talking to Smokey at all? Oh, definitely. Okay.
2: Okay, Smokey. We really need to get to Dimmerhold before I die. I didn't think it would be this hard to run away and go on an adventure by myself. Nope. Stay strong. Stay strong.
0: You say that and Smokey kind of like I said he kind of nuzzles his his big old mastiff head towards you and you look over rubbing him behind the ears and when you do you thought maybe you saw something over like moving on the side of the road in the woods.
2: Hold on Smokey. And she's going to get her war hammer out? Okay. And hold it? hmm Is it just I saw it kind of move, or...?
0: You thought maybe you saw something? Kind of hard to tell? You don't see anything now?
2: Smoky. why don't you go over there and uh, check that out for me?
0: Smokey <laughs> kind of uh, looks over there, and uh, he trots over to that side, and he kind of sniffs around, looks around, and as, he, as he's walking over there, you notice the wind is starting to blow a lot harder. And the snow is starting to fall a lot faster. It's getting very thick. In fact, it's getting harder and harder for you to see. After a couple moments, Smokey comes back and he just kind of looks at you. He, he doesn't see anything or smell anything, apparently.
2: All right, this is getting real bad. Uh, what to do? What would What would Gertie do? What would Gertie do? She wouldn't be whining, that's for sure. She's just going to keep moving, like she don't really know what
0: to do. Just keep walking?
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So you just keep moving forward, keep walking. It is getting more and more difficult. You are on the road. You've stayed to the road since you got to it. You know, you have maybe stepped off a little bit to one side or the other at night for resting, but never far from the road. And you are on the path that leads north toward Dimmerhold. You continue forward. Uh, walking, pushing through the wind and the snow, and it is cold. Smoky walks really close to you. You've got an arm around him, kind of, you know, your hands down in his fur, just feeling his body heat. It's keeping you warm as you continue forward slowly, but surely. You press forward, pressing forward, pressing forward. Some time passes, probably about a half an hour of this, and it is becoming very difficult for you to deal with with this uh, environment and this weather and all this stuff and then as you're walking forward you see something up ahead of you looks like a figure walking in this direction
2: who goes there
0: they don't respond or say anything they just keep walking in this direction it's hard for you to really make them out like i said it's, it's basically a white out blizzard where you are um, you're a little bit just for some context for the listeners, more than anything, you're a little further south than Kjorg and Juniper and Chris and all of them were in the last episode, so it's not quite as bad here. It would almost seem as if the storm is stronger the closer it is to the mountain, but it is very thick, and so you can see, but it's it's just heavily distorted. You've you've driven in bad snow before, and it's just like whoa. It's kind of what it's like so you can see a silhouette of a figure walking towards you. Seem to have their cloak. Uh, a hood down over their head. You call out to them, but there's no response. They just keep walking towards you.
2: I'm more than you.
0: They just keep walking in your direction. They don't necessarily be walking straight toward you. They're just walking in your direction on the road. What do you do? Do you keep walking? Do you stop?
2: I mean, she's she's standing there at a stop, like, holding her... Uh, great hammer, Mm -hmm. or her war hammer in her hand, and Mm -hmm. just looking at these people, not taking her eyes off of them. And Smokey's probably standing ready, too.
0: Okay, so you kind of stop then. Yeah. And you're watching. This figure keeps walking towards you, walking. They finally come into view, and it looks like a human, male. He's got a cloak on, like I said. Got his hood pulled down where you can only see, like, the bottom half of his face, he doesn't turn towards you uh he doesn't say anything he just keeps walking until he reaches you and then he keeps walking past you and then walks on a little further you turn back you see him and he he seems to just continue walking
1: hasta la vista
2: i mean i've already tried to like talk to him so she probably wouldn't do it again
0: so you start walking forward again
2: okay that was really weird yeah she's gonna keep walking
0: Roll me another perception check.
2: It's a 13 plus
0: 4. 17. Okay. You keep walking forward. You don't notice anything. It's, okay. qu- it's not. I was going to say it's quiet. It's not quiet, but you don't see anyone. Uh, you don't see any other people on the, on the road. You don't see anyone to the right or the left behind you. You keep walking. And then, um, you sense Smokey stop. He stops. And you can see him and feel him tense up. And you see the hair, like on his haunches, kind of standing up, and he begins to growl with a low growl. What is it? You look around, and it's become harder for you to see. It's white all around you, the snow falling. You're kind of turning, and, and Smokey is... Is got his head lowered and his snout forward growling looking straight on the road ahead of you.
1: Suddenly, Smokey says, only you can prevent forest fire. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I mean, she's gonna be holding her war hammer still and... Mm-hmm.
0: You are standing there and you're looking around and you hear a voice call out from behind you. Why don't you put that weapon down? It'll make all of this a whole lot easier. And Smokey gives off a lard bark.
2: And who are you?
0: I'm the one who'll be taking all of your valuables, and probably that beast.
2: (laughs) Oh Smokey here, he's only going with me.
0: Smokey is kind of turning now. He is sort of like looking in different directions and growling. (gasps) and you see his eyes kind of darting from side to side. He seems disoriented as well.
2: What is your name, traveler?
0: Names won't matter. It'll be a lot easier if you put that hammer down.
2: All right, won't matter.
0: An arrow strikes the ground near your feet. The next three will go through your chest if you don't lay down all of your valuables and your hammer.
2: (laughs) <laughs> you you kind of see Mogurt like just, she's like talking to herself, kind of. Well, <clears throat> Gertie would not throw her hammer down, especially this hammer, so.
0: You see now, as you're contemplating and looking around, you see multiple figures in the obscure surroundings moving from tree to tree, drawing in closer to you. I'm only going to ask one more time. Lay down your hammer and all of your valuables, or... Well, (laughs) I think you can figure out the rest.
2: Well, it seems like we're about to fight, and she's gonna rage.
0: Oh, you're gonna go into a rage? Yeah. Okay, as you're pumping yourself up, you see a tall figure Mogert step forward close enough where you can see him. He's scruffy looking, he's got long straggly hair, and he's got a short sword in his hand and a smirk on his face, and he looks like he's already one, straight in front of you on the road. But then you hear another voice, and you notice movement from your right, and approaching from the right side of the road comes another figure. Ezra, why don't you describe what Mogert sees approaching from the right?
4: My character comes up walking with a uh, black cloak lined with silver. Fancy. Very fancy. Mm. Silver hair. Mm -hmm. Fixed up nice. Mm. Handlebar mustache. Handlebar mustache. Oh, yeah. Wow. Curly? Like curled up or just pointed? uh, Yeah, curly. Let's do it. Curled up. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Curly handlebar mustache. Goatee. Probably about six inches
0: come down to a point yep okay what about weapons what's he holding does he have any weapons out or anything like
3: that
4: on his hip he'll have a rope dart wrapped around hanging off his hip Mm. and on both sides of his hips he's got two short swords and a short bow hanging off his back hello there young lady hello seems like you found yourself in a sticky situation
2: sounds like you're right
4: we're in the middle of something here. I
0: don't think that uh, this concerns you, sir. If you'd like to move along,
4: move along. Seems like you need to move along.
0: Really? Well, my friends would disagree. And you can now see multiple figures closing in from around you,
4: young lady. What what happens to be your name?
2: Uh, Mogert like puts the warhammer like in one hand, and she reaches out for like a handshake. Uh-huh. The name's Mogert Stonefire.
4: Balric Night Rain, nice to make your acquaintance. Are you any good with a hammer?
2: <laughs> Just stand back.
0: <laughs> okay, Sploopies. let's roll initiative. Got a 15. And Mogert?
2: 18.
0: 18. All right. So the first thing that's going to happen is one of those arrows is going to fly out of the storm toward you, Mogurt. Ooh. All right. It buzzes <laughs> right by your ear. It misses. With a whiff. I like it. Gotta have better
4: aim than that.
0: It's your turn, Mogurt. There is one dude up right in front of you. His sword in his hand.
2: So she is gonna rage, and that will be her first rage of the season. And then she's gonna have her warhammer two-handed, okay. mm-hmm. uh, and she's gonna strike at the guy that is right near her. So that's a three plus oh, seven. Yups.
0: That's not going to hit. Yeah, that's going to be a miss. That was
2: the first one. But
0: you do have a second attack, right?
2: Yep. 11 plus 7, so 18.
0: 18 on this boy. That is a hit. So go ahead and roll me the DiMaggio.
2: So that's 6 plus 4, so 10.
0: 10 damage. So you deal 10 damage to that guy. How do what do you do? You run forward and just swing your hammer
3: at him.
2: Yeah, it's like she swings the first one at him and misses and then like without delay, she just brings the other swing right back at him.
3: Mhm.
0: Okay. First one whiffs, the second one comes around and connects. He steps back. Ah. Oh, you are going to regret that. And as he says that, he kind of takes a little step to the side and out of the like the misty whiteness all around you, another figure comes flying forward. He is very short. He's even shorter than you, probably a foot shorter than you. And he thrusts forward toward you with a short sword. What is your armor class? 16. So that is actually going to be a hit. You take non-piercing damage as he stabs up with his sword. However, remember, you are raging and when you're raging you are resistant to all slashing bludgeoning and piercing damage that is not caused by a magic weapon
2: so i'll take half
0: half of that so you'll take four piercing damage from that but i also need you to make me a constitution saving throw dc 10 oh by the way did you add your mail your plus two rage damage to that last one nope okay about that. i'm gonna go ahead and give it to you you gotta remember that
2: the 16 plus... You're good. Okay.
0: You succeed. Oh, and you also, I forgot, you actually have advantage on saving throws against poison, I think, as a dwarf. Oh, yeah, I do. You succeed, and you do not take any of that poison damage. But you did take some of that sneak attack damage. Mm-hmm. The halfling, after stabbing you once, he spins, and he's going to try and drive his sword back up at you a second time. Okay, this one is actually a miss. So he whiffs with the second attack, and... Angry at seeing these people step up, especially when the halfling comes running forward, good old Smokey has decided, you know what, I don't like this, and uh, he is going to try and attack the halfling. Lunging toward him, he is going to try and bite down with his big old jaws. Eh. eh. That's not very good. Uh, unfortunately, the Halfling is a little too quick for him, and he bites down on nothing but air. Uh, but he does kind of put himself between you and the halfling, trying to kind of protect you a little bit. Now that the halfling has stepped forward towards you, the figure in the road says, You should have stayed out of our business, friend. And he's going to step toward you, Mr. Night Rain. He's going to try and get you. It's not very good. What is your armor class? 15. It is enough. Oh man! It meets a fifteen. So I got some bad news for you.
4: Bad? I'm an uncanny dodge. You might you might need to,
0: because <laughs> uh, let me see here, twenty two damage. Uh, you want to uncanny dodge that? Yes. Okay, so you take you take eleven damage with an uncanny dodge, uh, and I also need, <laughs> you mm-hmm. I need you to make me a save. Need you to make me a Constitution save. Con save. DC fifteen.
3: Ooh.
0: Oof.
4: Six plus three.
0: That's not good really could have been a whole lot worse. You take 15 poison damage, as that sword that stabbed you was poison.
4: How does that
2: work?
0: It was poison.
4: So I'll just put 15 more damage?
0: Yep. And he is going to spin on his foot and stab at you, Mogurt. Mogret. That's a hit. Yeah. Uh, you're going to take 9 damage. Mm-hmm. It's piercing, but you can have it. It's 4. And I need a constitution saving throw, DC 15. Why does this dude suck?
2: 17.
0: Okay, you succeed. Uh, You are not affected by the poison. And now it's your turn, Balric. Yeah, okay. Here's what you got. You got two dudes right up on your biz. Which dudes? A halfling and the main dude that's been yakking this whole time.
4: I hate the main dude.
0: You're within like five feet of both of them and five feet of uh, Mulgurt. It's
4: kind of sus. Okay.
0: So, who are you attacking, the halfling or the big guy? (laughs) Big guy. Okay, roll me a d20. Um, Add your attack roll. Four. 4 plus 7 is an 11, and that is a miss, unfortunately. You could try to stab him with your offhand with a dagger.
4: Why not? I'm going to die. All right. An 11. 11 plus what? 7. That's a hit. Yay.
0: Your dagger only does 1d4 damage, and you don't get the plus 4 from your dex because it's an offhand. (laughs) But you can have sneak attack. D4, Okay. 14 plus nothing. So, 14 damage? 14 damage. To the main big dude? The main taller dude? big dude. Okay, so the main taller dude takes 14 damage. So you stick a dagger in his side. It hurts. Two arrows come flying out of the snowy terrain around you. Me? One comes at you. Okay. Uh, it's a miss.
4: I felt that one on my ear.
0: The other one strikes you right in the back shoulder, Mogurt. You take seven DiMaggio Piercing So you can half that so Three Yes Another arrow comes flying out of the darkness Or not the darkness But the, the white outness The snowness And it Buzzes right by your ear Mogurt Again That guy's not very good with a, with a bow It's your turn Mogurt Alright Okay
2: That guy that I hit a minute ago He's right in front of me still
0: mm-hmm. The tall guy And
2: then there's another one right next to him Yeah there's a halfling So I got two people
0: dudes Oh yeah
2: Okay so I'm going to try to hit one of them.
0: Human or halfling?
2: Halfling that came out the second time.
0: Okay, the halfling.
2: Ooh, that's a nat one.
0: A natural one? Oh, no. Okay, so the bad part of that is you're not going to get to make your second attack. The worst part is <laughs> I need you to roll me 1d10. That's, not, that's a one. It's literally a one. Plus your strength was a five, so six. So the halfling like ducks just enough that it swings over his head and it crashes right into the back of this nice gentleman who's just trying to save you. And you take six damage. Are you kidding me? To the back.
2: It's not my fault.
0: It's not her fault. It's the dice's fault.
2: Are you serious? You take six damage. <laughs> yes,
0: six damage. With that, the, uh, the dog, good old Smokey, he is not rolling well. Smokey is trying to attack them. Smokey misses. Again, poor old Smokey. Come on, bro. Roll better. And with that, it is the halfling's turn. But
2: Paul's got us fighting assassins. Y'all got the fights thinking. dogs.
0: The halfling's <laughs> going to step forward and try and stab you, uh, Mulgurt.
2: Just bring it on. I can take all these.
0: The first one is a whiff second one is a hit nine plus three is 12 you take 12 piercing but half that so six and i need you to make another constitution saving throw
2: it's five plus my constitution which is
0: constitution save which is a plus seven
2: five plus seven twelve
0: okay you succeed yay take no poison damage that's good the tall guy steps forward, He or he spins around, slashing his short sword back at you again, Balric. And, uh... Here we go! Don't Oof. do this. That's pretty good.
4: What's your armor class? Oof. A 15. First
0: one is a miss. Yay! Second one comes back at you. Miss again. Second one is a hit. Use 18.
4: S- I hate... So, sneak attack... Again?
0: Yeah. He's, uh, he is within. It's uh, close to peace. Hold on. Yeah.
4: Mogert, I'm sorry. Uh, I left something at the house. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta go home. Let's take that that damage. 20.
0: You can uncanny dodge again. Do it. Okay, you uncanny dodge. You take 10. 10 piercing damage.
4: Dude, 64 to 22 in not even a full encounter. Two flippin' rounds. What?
0: Morgert, you see your new friend, this guy who showed up just trying to help you, you see him get stabbed right in the back, mm. uh, like on the lower ribs, and I need you to make me a constitution saving throw, <laughs> Balric. Yay! So what is that?
4: 19 plus 7.
0: Okay. Right? So, uh, no, no, not plus 7. No, no, sorry. It's not plus 7. Uh, what am I doing? But a 19. Constitution? Yeah, constitution. Three. So. Okay, so you're in good shape. You're, you succeed. You do not take any poison off of this one, I guess he... Must have lost some of that poison on the last attack. And now it is your turn. Flipping. Okay. Who are you attacking? Same guy, I guess. You're going to stab him again? Yeah. All right. going to
4: flip and work.
0: Let's do it. do it. All right. What is that? So. 16 plus 7. So yeah. that is a 23. 23. Okay.
4: I'm not, I'm, I'm not math. 23. Pump it. Pump it.
0: All right. 23. Uh, give me, and he's next to Mogurt still within 5 feet, cold. so you've got sneak attack, so you need to roll me. 4d6 sneak attack Plus your 1d6 short sword So 5d6s 18 damage to this fella And you're attacking the tall guy, right?
4: Tall guy How does that look? What do you do? When he stabs me I look at him and I say Ow! Is that the best you got? And I grab my sword and I slice him right in the side with it.
0: Okay, <laughs> you, you, you just run it across his ribs yep. and like open up a big wound right there. And he. Oh, mm. I told you this doesn't concern you. It does now. You see him kind of signal with his hands. Two arrows come flying out of the storm toward you, Balric. <laughs> Two arrows come flying out and both stick in your chest <laughs> one in the left and one in the right. As that's happening, though, Mulgart, you see him, like, motion with his hand, and you turn, and when you do, you kind of cry out. Don't! And you, like, sort of instinctively raise your hand toward him, and when you do, there is this weird sort of... Honestly, what it looks like, it almost looks like the snow in front of him glows a little bit with this weird tealish light. And the arrows slow as they're coming towards you. They still hit you, but they slow. So, let me roll 2D... What is it, 2D8s?
2: 2D6. You're on
0: 2D6? Oh yeah.
2: my. So, I got a 5 and a 6.
0: Holy crow. I got a 5 and a 3. It's just a, plus a 2 to that, so I got 10 total. So, take away 11. Wow. They slow, and they hit you, but when they do, they fall off. They don't stick. Well, wow. Where'd you learn that trick?
2: She's just, like, amazed, and she's probably gonna go... And just kind of look up.
0: (laughs) Another arrow comes flying out. This one aimed towards you, Mogert. Oh, great. Man, this thing's rolled a 15 twice in a row. Uh, You're going to take a hit. It is six piercing damage.
2: So take away three.
0: All right. Uh, Mogert, it's your turn.
2: All right. I'm going to try to actually hit something this time. So she feels freaked out by what just happened because she Mm. that's never happened to her before and Mm -hmm. it's like is that is that Gertie or what's going on I have no idea so she's freaked out but she she likes it what's she do so she's gonna go for the human
0: all right go ahead and I'm gonna give you advantage on this roll oh okay because you're just feeling amped
2: so I got 10 plus 7 so 17 that's a hit so
0: don't forget your rage damage
2: 1d10 plus 6.
0: Yes, 1d10 plus 6.
2: Wow, so it's 10 plus 6, so 16.
0: 16 damage. Good because hit. That guy. Good hit.
2: So then she'll probably just hit him again. Okay. Because he's probably the one that motioned, didn't he? To shoot the arrow. Yes, he's the
0: one. Yeah, okay. he's the guy that's been doing it.
2: So she's going to hit him again. Nice shot. So that's 12 plus 7, 19. That's a hit. So that is 6 plus 6, so 12.
0: So you don't kill him, but you have seriously hurt this guy. Describe to me how this attack sort of goes down.
2: She sees him shoot the arrows toward Balric, and that just made her mad. And then when mm-hmm. she helped Balric, it gave her some energy, and so she just goes straight for him. She doesn't care about anybody else right now. So she goes at him, and she just swings like...
0: Swing better swing.
2: Yeah. Swings right at his feet to try and swoop him, but like it comes up and hits him like in the side. hmm And then after she hits him the first time, she swings up and like tries to hit him in the face.
0: Okay, and you do. You hit him right in the face. And you see a couple of teeth go flying out. <laughs> and he staggers back and actually like falls down on his butt and he's Ugh! Oh I don't even care anymore. You're dead. <laughs>
2: She's just going to laugh.
0: A bark comes out of Smokey, and Smokey jumps toward him. And he's going to have advantage on the attack roll.
2: Go, Smokey.
0: Okay, and finally, Smokey lands with a 16 plus uh, whatever it is. That's enough. Uh, let's see what's just at. Okay, and this is a bite.
3: Smokey, Smoky, Smoky. And he
0: rolls six damage. What's that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Smokey jumps onto this guy and bites down on his neck and kills him.
3: <laughs> smoky, Smokey,
0: Like, smoky. I won't go into the graphic description of it, but Smokey is having this guy's esophagus for, so for, for breakfast.
4: He rips his throat out. <laughs> MVP. Wow.
0: MVP. That guy is, is dead on the ground, but uh, you guys are definitely not out of the fire as the halfling spins on a hill and stabs right toward you, Balrick. That's a hit. You... So you take five damage piercing. Constitution saving throw.
4: I got 11 plus three.
0: Okay, so you save, so you don't take any damage there. He's going to swing around and hit you again. That is also a hit. Yep, but you're going to take seven piercing damage.
4: I'm at 10.
0: His blade stabs up through your chest, the halfling, and he yanks it out. Uh, quickly wiping the blade onto his vest. Uh-huh. And it's your turn.
4: This is not going as I planned.
0: <laughs> Actually, as you say that, you hear a sound. It's a weird sound. For a second you can't figure out what it is because it's very windy, wind's kind of howling. Yeah. It sounds like a something running and this weird like animal cry from north ahead of you guys on the road. You're not sure what it is. And everybody kind of like pauses and and looks that way for a second and then all at once rushing into this not clearing but this area on the road where you are is a short stocky armored figure atop of a large white haired boar and this boar slams into this halfling I mean at a full speed one of its tusks, like pierce it in the arm, it just sends it flying. And this dwarf, like hops off of it and skids to a halt. He holds up a battle axe in one hand and holds up this like crystal in his other hand, and he yells something out in dwarvish. And this like 15 foot diameter sphere pushes back in the air and suddenly you guys can see like 15 feet out all around you the snow is pushed out and it's almost like this tiny little force field and he starts yelling out come at us or get out of here (laughs) you see the halfling like pick himself up and he's got like blood running out of his chest and he turns and runs off into the woods and you see like movement in the trees as some others take off running into the woods
2: Mogret's gonna pull like a Thor when he sees Hulk. Yes! That's right,
0: get out of here! Run, you little scaredy cats! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll show you.
2: Ow. He just falls over. <laughs> Dead.
0: Ow. He steps over toward you, Balric, and I'm assuming you're kind of like down on one knee.
2: Yeah.
0: <coughs> oh. nah, that looks pretty nasty you got there. Oh, uh, yeah. Would you like me to help with that? Yeah,
4: yeah. He nice. puts
0: a hand like over some of the wounds on your chest there. And he just speaks an incantation in Dwarvish, a prayer of healing. And you feel a number of hit points <laughs> flood back into you. Be nice. How many? All of them, you're fully healed. 20. You feel 20 hit points. So I got, so I got 30. You feel those wounds start to close up some, and, and you're not completely healed, but you, you feel much better.
3: Ba,
4: ba,
0: ba, Is that going to be ba. all right? Do you think you can travel with that?
4: Sure can.
0: Well. Thank you. Sorry it took me so long. Uh, I'm here to help (laughs) Uh, The name's Halberg Halberg Stoutfist Uh, I'm a cleric of Der from Dimmerhold Uh, I don't know if you've noticed But there's this great storm going on out here And uh, well uh, We don't really know what it's all about I can tell you this, it's not natural It's definitely not natural Uh, Well, I'm assuming you guys are heading toward uh, the city For the Gauntlet
4: of the Moon Of course Yeah How'd you know?
0: Well, that's what everybody's coming to Dimmerhold for right now, obviously. Uh, Anyway, if you like, I can take you there. Uh, If you like to follow me, we're about an hour's travel out, probably from right here, maybe a little further. I'm not sure. I kind of ran quickly. And and, uh, George, he says, patting his uh, white-haired boar, he can't really carry all of us, can he? So it might be a little bit of a a longer trip, but uh, if you come with me, I can keep the snow off of us until we get there. Yeah, all right. That's fine. I heard yelling and, uh, well, you know detecting some evil coming from around this way, so I came as fast as I could. Uh, I already sent a few others that were in good shape up. They're old from there, but if you come with me, we'll make our way, and hopefully we can make it to the gates before, uh, you know, anything else happens is too crazy.
4: I think I'll get him next time. <laughs> oh,
0: sure, sure. <laughs> uh, it's just cold. He turns, uh, he uh, pulls uh, an apple from his pocket, and he gives it to George. There you go, boy. It's a good boy. Yes. Uh, Alright, uh, follow me. Oh, look at that. What sort of beast you got there? Is that a mastiff? Of course. What's his name?
2: Smokey.
0: Uh, hello there, Smoky. He reaches into his other pocket and pulls out a piece of beef jerky.
2: <laughs> the name's Mogert Stonefire.
0: It's nice to meet you, Mogert. Uh, what brings you this far north? Uh, if I'm not wrong, you look like you might be one of the uh, those dryland dwarfs.
2: Yes. The Drylands. That's where I'm from. That is me, the clan, the Stonefire. Stone Stonefire,
0: Stonefire. You've
2: sounds probably good. heard of this.
0: sounds a little familiar. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, I'm, uh, like I said, name's Heilberg. Halberg Stoutfist. Uh, I'm a cleric. Uh, he's he's a little, about your height, around the same. Uh, he's got black hair and a long black beard. He seems like a pretty young dwarf. Not too young, older than you, probably in his uh, you know thirties or forties. He looks healthy. He's wearing like chainmail with a big symbol of Dravetter on the chest. He's very jovial and friendly. He talks to you guys a lot on the way. In fact, he does not shut up the whole way. <laughs> he never stops talking. Even when you start talking, he will start talking over you.
4: Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what's bringing you this way, uh, sir? My name's Halberg Stoutfist.
4: What's your name? Balric Night Rain. Balric, all right. Nice to meet ya. And uh, where are you from, Balrick? I grew up near Vent Haven. Ah, I- interesting. I've never been down to Vent
0: Haven, but I hear it's uh, it's nice weather down there. Yeah, nice and warm.
4: It's better than this. It's
0: never warm here. It's always cold. There, no, it's not always this cold. I'll tell you, this is really special. But it's always cold up here. I like to go down there see the beaches.
4: And is there always this many
0: crazy people around? No, no, I'm afraid that uh, with all the people traveling in for the gauntlet, it seems to be an increase in criminal activity. The
2: gauntlet.
0: Right, yeah. Anyhow, uh, and he just goes on and on. He tells you about his family. He's got three kids, uh, talks a lot about them, talks about Hold, talks about some of the restaurants you need to check out while you're there. He gives some some advice on uh, which taverns have the best beers and which taverns you do not want to go to unless you want to get rot-gut. He talks about a lot of different stuff, and eventually, you guys come out of the forest, and the wind is blowing really, really hard around you, and the snow is falling. Outside of this, like, sphere that he's got that's being projected, it seems, from this crystal in his hand, it's just a roaring storm outside the sphere uh, that you guys are walking in, okay? Okay. You finally come up on a place where the road leads up and you have come to where the river goes up and across and there is a bridge. Ah, here we are. There are people Paper. gathering at the, uh, the entrance of the bridge and you all sort of pause for a moment. We're going to cross this bridge and um, if you'll just cross right over it uh, on the other side, you'll be protected from the storm. Uh, There's a lot of folk waiting over there to get inside the city, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to travel back down south again, uh, making sure there's no other highwaymen or bandits trying to take advantage of the folk traveling to Dimmerhold. And and we've also heard word of some some wolves acting strangely, so if you could uh, just continue over the bridge, just keep walking, follow the crowds, you'll come to the doors of Dimmerhold. Welcome! Welcome to Dwarf Home.
2: Thank you, sir.
0: Glad you've come. Uh, Do you intend to participate in the gauntlet? Yes. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you. He turns, gives you a little nod, and walks away. You all cross over the bridge. At the bridge, there are a number of people converging from many different paths. They're coming from the east, the west, the south. And the bridge crosses over the Glim River, which splits here to the south and east, coming down from the north, coming out of the mountain. The bridge crosses over the great shining river with its icy sheen and leads over onto a stone pathway carved into the mountain. As you two walk along with Smokey down the pathway, it almost seems to descend slightly as the mountain rises quickly up before and around you. The road to Dimmerhold is cobbled stone cut into the mountain itself. To the left of the path, there is a solid wall of stone that's continually rising higher and higher as the road leads deeper toward the center of the mountain. It's cut into the mountain, so you can see the wall just going up with the mountain. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. While you guys are continuing straight. To the right, over 200 feet wide, the Glim River runs swiftly out of the mountain and down south. The moment that your feet cross over the bridge, the snow and the wind are slowed. And now looking up and around, you can see what appears to be a large bubble of power holding back the storm from the entrance. Hmm. Many people are crowding here, slowly making their way down the road toward the mountain. Soon, you come after some walking and slow walking and seeing tons of people. You see humans, Hmm. you see elves, you see half-elves, you see dwarves, you see dragonborn, you see a couple tieflings. You see halflings and gnomes. I mean, just people from all over the world are traveling in through the gates of Dimmerholm. Before long, the gates do come into view, and they are huge. It is a huge, enormous opening. It looks like a giant 40, maybe even 50-foot circle has been carved into the side of the mountain, and there are two doors. It looks like they took this giant circle stone and just cut it straight down the middle, and two swinging doors that went inside. People are slowly making their way in, you know, just kind of taking in the scenery. To be honest, it's all inspiring. Mm-hmm. Around the circumference of the opening, there is a large message written in silver glowing runes that regularly change around every minute or so, 30 seconds. And you've noticed it now. And it reads clearly in all the different languages of Manumi The, the eye, eye of the night, night above you, above you. Your, your winter's, winter's breath, breath is blowing. Dwarven home awaits inside. Our hearth is always glowing. And as you are looking at that and seeing all this go on, suddenly Smokey barks and runs up a little bit, and you kind of have to chase him.
2: Smokey, what, what
0: and he, are you doing? He jumps up, his, his paws pushing on the shoulders of this tall, dark-skinned figure uh, in a big, thick pelt cloak. It's Joe. He starts like rummaging around and sniffing around the waist of this character and Kjorg, you see this big old black haired mastiff sniffing around your pack and you know he's probably sniffing for that deer jerky you've got sewed away in there. Mm. I got some deer jerky. <laughs> I pull some deer jerky out. You give it to him? Yes. You give it to him and he is just, just <sighs> munching on it.
2: I'm so sorry.
1: I scratch behind his
2: ears. Smoky. You're not supposed to just jump on strangers.
0: He's fine. Chris, are you and the crew still standing nearby them?
4: I would say maybe I am, but Zinx and Zalbar have kind of split up because we can't walk in together.
0: Oh, okay. Trying to keep a low profile, I see. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
3: Mm,
1: This is a nice pelt he has.
2: Whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Isn't that right, Uh... good boy? <laughs> oh my God. He's, he's just
0: panting. And he's just uh, his little tail is wagging. So
2: Mogart's gonna put out her hand mm-hmm. toward cured. Well, toward this man, mm-hmm. this guy. The name's Mogart Stonefire. And I'm the People's Champion.
0: <laughs> Some people kind of turn and look in your direction. A couple of them are kind of like whispering under their breath, like, "Is that the People's Champion?" Wow.
2: I don't nice. really know what that means, but okay. You will learn.
0: A little orange-haired gnome girl turns. Oh, hello. Um, my name is Juniper. Uh, this is Kjorg. He is oh. the evil champion. Kjorgi,
2: uh, gotcha. Kjorg. Kjorgi. Kjorg. Anyways, I'm Mogurt Stonefire. You might have heard of the name.
0: Uh, maybe. I'm, I'm not really from. I'm not very familiar with dwarf clans. Uh, mm. are you from around here?
2: From
3: the drylands. From lands. the
0: drylands. <gasps>
3: Jinx.
4: Oh, so you know of the Stonefire Clan? Yeah. They're weak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'll
4: start to mosey up behind them at some point. Okay, so let me ask you a question.
0: So are you going to try and... Are you going to stick close to them? Or are yeah. you going to try and sneak off on your own somewhere? No. Okay. No. You come up behind... You're kind of standing yeah, I'm nearby. I'm to be here. hearing seeing all this going on here
3: again.
2: Well, he's right. I, I, I am from the dry lands... But, weak.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, I'm, I'm not weak. <laughs> it's okay.
4: It's fine. Who said you were weak?
2: A QRB over here said I was weak.
4: What I just witnessed. Huh. She could take you one
2: okay let's not let's not get crazy
4: <laughs> uh, this is nice
0: so uh, 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 oh, uh, by the way are you um uh, let's see a mogurt right Mogert.
3: are you uh, you
0: planning to um, to to participate in the uh, the upcoming gauntlet is that why you're here
3: she
2: pulls her hood off her head mm-hmm. and you see her long blonde hair and mm-hmm. a braid it falls down on her shoulder. Uh-huh. And- she, like, makes her hood fall off, uh-huh. and you see she's got this big turtle shell on her back, like uh-huh. a backpack.
3: <laughs> and she just puts her
2: fist on her, on her hips. Uh-huh. She's a Koopa. <sighs> yes, yes, that is Oh. That is why I'm here.
0: Well, maybe you and Kjorg will get a chance to uh, find out who's strongest. Oh, and Chris, too, she says, pointing to this uh, short gnome uh, with a man bun staff and a sock full of rocks.
2: Mogert sticks out her hand. The name's Mogert Stonefire toward Chris. Can I reach her
4: hand? Yeah, she's a dwarf. I'm short. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm tall for a dwarf.
4: I kind of, like, stand up on my Mm tiptoes so I don't seem so short. (laughs) And I shake her hand back.
3: Yeah.
2: I like him.
4: So what's with the sock? Eh. It just makes carrying all these rocks easier. Do you not have a sock? What even... (laughs) What even is a sock? <laughs> you are socks.
3: I have two. <laughs>
4: yeah. Where well, they're supposed
0: to be. On my feet. What's your name? Do you, uh, you traveling with Mogurt? Uh,
4: just, just by met. happenstance. Uh, and what's your name? Balric Night Nightrain. Nice to meet you. Uh, Nightrain? That, that name sounds a little familiar
0: to me for some reason. Yep. Anyway, I'm Juniper. Uh, I'm... I, I, I'm just, I'm just a messenger uh, and, and a friend of Kjorg's. Um, Kjorgy. She kind of gives you a little bit of a squinty eye.
2: Margaret's kind of just like staring up in the air, mm. like just really not even paying attention really now, but she's got her fist on her, on her uh, hips, just kind of like, <sighs> like she's arrived, you know?
0: Well, suddenly <laughs> you hear a loud booming voice from behind you say,
3: move it along. <laughs>
0: And there is a big, broad-shouldered dragonborn standing behind you guys. He's got blue scales, uh, and he is, like, bare-chested. He's got a big old hammer in his hand, and he says, Move along! And you guys look up, and, like, there's a bunch of people who have cleared out, and you all guys are gosh. just holding up <laughs> the line.
3: Oh,
2: no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> just, just sticks her hand. <laughs> oh, no. Mogert just sticks her hand out at the guy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The name's Mogart Stonefire.
0: He just stands there. You want to move along? Mogart's got her hand stuck out. Kjorg is <laughs> about to belly up on this guy. He just starts patting the head of the hammer in his hand and he like cracks his neck and he says, We want to do this right here. I'll be the ref.
2: Kjorgy, what's he talking about?
1: I think he wants to fight.
2: Uh, already? And she just like gets her hammer out. <laughs>
1: uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> And I pull my mace out.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. Margaret Stonefire here for business.
4: (sighs) I just frantically start looking around. Wait, are are we really doing this? And I just start (laughs) untying my sock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Juniper looks around at the four of you, or the five of you, I guess, going this way, and she says, this is going to be a long week. (laughs) And that is where we're going to end this episode. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Make Believe Heroes. Uh, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode.
2: It's been something. Our
0: four adventurers have finally met one another, and we will just have to see what antics they're going to get into when we return next week. It <laughs> probably won't be good. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we love you. Adios, muchachos and muchachas.
2: Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Ciao. Goodbye. Caca.
4: Hi, I'm Ezra, and this is Disney Channel. No. <laughs> oh
3: <laughs> oh man. You're, You're watching, watching Disney, Disney <laughs> Channel. <laughs> All
1: right, go ahead. Wow, well, I never would have guessed I was watching Disney Channel. <laughs> never. <laughs>